We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my awesome friends. I'm so honored to be connecting with you for a little while here today on Empower Radio and Journey to Center. You know, we live on a truly incredible planet, one that may or may not be unique and that one of its foundational principles is that of free will and choice. So if you're anything like me, you'd like to say yes and choose as much love and joy as humanly possible. Today, we have the very awesome honor of being with a truly extraordinary power couple of conscious relationships, and they have chosen and committed to helping others expand in their capacity to give and receive love. They have said they want to help create a world of deep intimacy, satisfying creativity, heartfelt appreciation, and wild play. If this sounds good to you, you're in the right place here, right now on Journey to Center. And these conscious leaders don't just teach this material, they are participants students and live by example. For over 30 years, Gay and Kathleen Hendricks have loved, lived, and learned together. Their relationship is a living laboratory for conscious loving, and they've personally tested everything they teach in the boardroom, the bedroom, and over breakfast. They've written over 30 books, trained thousands of coaches, appeared on Oprah, hosted seminars around the globe, and much more. They've broken through the confusion, muck, and mire of limiting beliefs and explored the boundless creativity, intimacy, and ease on the other side. They're experiencing the relationship with their dreams through tiny moments of conscious choice and here to tell us how we can do the same. So, Gay and Katie, thank you for saying yes to another show with me here on Empower Radio. Oh, it's our great pleasure. Thank you, Tammy. Thanks a lot, Tammy. We always look forward to your great questions. (laughs) <laughs> it's always fun to see where it's going to go. I kind of have a template, but um, I'm very open to going where the flow takes us. And it's just a blast and a pleasure to dance with you. Mm, wonderful. So something you said that made me laugh out loud when I read it is you said, uh, we don't know the entire meaning of life, but we're pretty sure it's not to have a bad time. That made me <laughs> laugh. And I'm so happy and relieved to see that you agree with me when I say this. <laughs> Well, We're here it's, to have it's, a good time, right? Yeah, it's really important to make a commitment to having mm-hmm. a good time, too, because, yes. you know, there, there's very little um, encouragement in life, actually, to make commitments to what you want to experience. But Katie and I found out early on in our relationship that we really needed to make commitments to each other because then that gave us a firm place to stand. Mm-hmm. For example, one of the first biggest commitments we made to each other was to be authentic and honest with each other about whatever our feelings were, rather than concealing our feelings to actually reveal them. And so we practiced a lot in our early years. You know, when we get upset about something, we would try to identify, I'm sad about this, or I'm scared about this, or I'm angry about this. And we gradually got better and better at communicating our feelings so that they no longer seem to have much of a grip on us. Mm-hmm. And so that was one of the biggest commitments we ever made. Another commitment we made, though, was to having a good time. Because we hadn't grown up in relationships in our families where people seemed to be having a, a good time. In fact, they seemed to be 
unconsciously at least committed to having a bad time because they kept doing the same things over and over again that made them miserable time after time. Mm-hmm. can be a bad well, habit. I think, too, that uh, relationships have kind of a bad rap in our culture, that there's a, a sense of that you have to work on things and relationships are hard and you have to compromise and you can't really ever get everything you want and it's just one disappointment after another. And we've really found that the opposite is really true. We keep having more and more fun together because we're able to have so much free time to create and enjoy together. We're not criticizing. We're not blaming And when you're not spending all of your time doing that, you really are able to enjoy and celebrate and savor each other rather than trying to control each other and getting into power struggles all the time. That's so true. And you're bringing up such an incredible, valid, and powerful point. We live on a planet of free will and choice. What do you choose? What do you want to commit to? I feel like it's like going to a buffet. What do you want next? What do you want next? And I love that you've chosen to um, learn with each other, through each other, about yourselves, and then share it with the rest of us. I've learned so much from both of you through the years um, reading your books. And some of the things you've taught have changed me profoundly and created a foundation where I've also been able to manifest this really joyful, love-based life and this awesome relationship. So just thank you for everything that you're doing and saying yes and making this commitment. Well, thank you very much. It, it warms our hearts when we hear stories like that, when people can tell us, wow, we used your book to change our lives. That's, that's the best thing you can tell to a person who gets up every morning at 5 a.m. to write books for a living. <laughs> that, that's incredible. And, and I'm recalling something I read in one of your books, Conscious Loving, I believe it was. You talk about the glass ceiling or inner container about how much love we can handle, how much... Um, can we stand? How good can we stand it to get? And that is something I've really thought about. And as I've thought about it, I've expanded my inner container to be able to receive more love and give more love. And it really has increased the joy in my life. And it's something I talk about and teach about so much. And it's, you guys have created a ripple effect with this principle and it's so powerful, so helpful. Uh, It's wonderful to hear. And we, um, we recognized this early on in our relationship, and we have uh, called it for some time the upper limit problem yes. because yes. it really is that each of us has a thermostat setting for how much love and positive energy we can actually handle. It's actually not really a personal problem. It's a human problem that we've been wired up for so many thousands of years to be looking for what's wrong and where is the next threat coming from. It's only been relatively recent in history that we've had the luxury to expand our ability to enjoy, to look for what is working and how can I give and receive more love today. So we really find that if you can recognize your own ceiling, your own thermostat setting, when that trips, We usually do something unconscious to bring ourselves back to a more familiar level. And with two of the most common ones are to blame and criticize either yourself or your partner. That's a very reliable way of bringing yourself back down. But when you shift from blame into wondering the, hmm, you know, what am I, how am I contributing to this or 
hmm, how could I do something different that would create a different kind of interaction right now? Then you really start creating magic in your relationship. And then everything that goes on is really this one problem, which is how can I every day expand my nervous system so I actually can enjoy longer and longer periods of time of things going well and of feeling intimate? That's so helpful. I remember being in a car with this guy that I was dating at the time and things were too good. And I did exactly what you're saying. I started like being petty and picking on him. And I was like, what's wrong with me? It's like I couldn't handle things just being drama free and good. I can now because I've, I've stretched the inner container and I've, I've lifted the ceiling so I can handle it pretty darn good. <laughs> well, good. Well, it sounds like you're doing really well. You know, it's a problem that all of us humans have to deal with it with, though, because, I mean, if you look at our actual wiring in our bodies, we have a tremendous number of pain receptacle places, uh, you know, just on the bottom of your feet and bottoms of our feet. We have thousands of little places that register pain, but there aren't many places on the human body that really register pleasure uh, by the same token. And so, Naturally, we're wired up more to look for what's going to hurt than we are to look for what's going to provide us pleasure. And so you really need to make a conscious commitment to expanding your life so that you experience more and more love and positive energy. And so if you're within the range of my voice right now, go ahead. There's no reason to maintain any upper limit on how much love and positive energy you can feel. There are no rules that say you can't feel all the wonderful feelings in the world all the time, every day. And so let's go ahead as a human species and expand our capacity for love and positive energy because we know how to fight already. We know how to express negative energy to each other, but let's create a next five or 10,000 years where we perfect the art of really feeling good and helping other people feel good at the same time. I love this so much. I had this vision. It's like we're hardwired to survive. We're not really necessarily hardwired to thrive, but we can make a commitment and a conscious choice to get that to that higher ground if we want to. And I think your books are um, great tools and your teachings are incredible tools to help us get to that place of thriving and expanding in our love and our joy. And, and I think experiencing heaven on earth. We really have experimented with what some people call practical magic, that mm. we've outlined the, the a reliable map that can take you from wherever you are to the kind of thriving relationship that you want to create. And we've been experimenting with this now for 35 plus years, so we're pretty confident that if people just kind of get in the pool and let themselves experiment, let themselves journey that everybody can generate and can also sustain uh, a sense of closeness, a sense of, of co-creativity, and also to have free time and free space inside to be creating something new on the planet. We really think that the our addiction to drama and to adrenaline and to blame and conflict is really um, creating a crisis, you know, of global proportions and that each of us in our interactions can change that dynamic by 
saying by being authentic in the moment, by really learning to love ourselves, and by learning to create and co-create together, rather than repeating the same old cycles that we've been doing for thousands of years, we really have seen that people can move into being present, to connecting, and to playing with each other, rather than recycling conflict and power struggles. Such incredible stuff. It's just really so exciting to have this conversation with you and share this because it's it's so true. And um, you start your book out, Conscious Loving Ever After, How to Create Thriving Relationships at Midlife and Beyond, talking about something that I think is so important that I've done in my life and would recommend to anyone. And it's about turning towards consciousness. Can you tell me what you mean when you talk about that? Yes, well, every moment you have a choice to go through the motions as you've done it before or to be present to this very moment and find out what this very moment requires. You know, some people go through recycling the same argument over and over and over again. We've had couples in here that have been recycling the same argument In one case, I'm recalling for 29 years they'd been together, and yet they've been having the same argument pretty much every month or two. And so why do we do that? Well, there's a tremendous pull toward kind of going through the motions in relationship unless you consciously make a choice to use relationship as a way to wake up in life to being more conscious. Katie and I, a long time ago, we made a a choice that really has served us, which is to use our relationship interactions as a tool of enlightenment, to make a commitment to learning from each relationship interaction, regardless of whether it's a positive one or a negative one. But we certainly learned early on to, you know, like a relationship problem is kind of like a speed bump. You don't want to accelerate just before it and fly over it. You want to kind of slow down and go over it so that you can really figure out what's going on because there's, uh, you know, there's no need really to have an argument more than once if you know how to learn from that argument, whatever it is. And so in life and in relationships, it's important to make a big whole body, whole being commitment to learning from every moment because the default is not very good, which is the default is to not to learn from it to close your eyes to what's going on, to harden your heart to what's going on, and that just creates more karma. You keep recycling the same issues over and over again. Mm-hmm. You, you know, at the, at the very base of this, what we found and what science really supports is that human beings require attention just as much as they require food and water. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us have learned that, you know, it's okay to have that as a, as a child, but when you're an adult, you're supposed to be self-sufficient, and that's just totally wrong, that to be healthy and vital and thriving as a human being, all of us require attention lifelong. And the way that we have found that this really allows people to flourish is by what we call presencing, that as you present yourself to yourself and to your partner, you generate energy rather than 
consuming it. And there are three things I really, three simple things I want to recommend to people that you can start implementing in any relationship. One is to literally let yourself turn toward. So much of our lives get consumed by the business of life that we we kind of do fly-by loving, you know, like love your babe as you're going out the door. And when you fully turn toward that, that flow of attention is a major source of nourishment. Then if you'll let yourself open your body, like really open your body posture rather than having your arms crossed or looking down at something or distracting yourself with your, uh, with your smartphone, then you're really giving your whole body to the interaction, and that allows you to actually learn something. And the third thing is just to release your breathing, to let your breathing support you, because every time you're stuck in your relationship, you're stuck in your breathing. So if you're letting yourself turn toward opening your body posture and letting yourself breathe, that gives you a doorway into presencing where you can build the harmony in your relationship and move through whatever it is that needs to be handled or discovered. Mm, that's very um, helpful. I mean, these are really simple tools that I think can work in, in a lot of our relationships to be exactly. open and available it's, and present. Yes. And nothing happens unless you're actually here. <laughs> no. So uh, uh, the, the tools that we like to share with people are very simple because mm-hmm. then that you can remember them. <laughs> and if you yep. make just one choice toward being conscious, it tends to ripple out. So you don't have to change everything at once. In fact, we've really said that you can create the relationship of your dreams one choice at a time. Even one breath at a time. Uh, we have a little... Uh... Uh, wristband that we give away at the end of our trainings that says breathe, move, love on it. Because whenever you're stuck in life, you really need to know some simple things. And, you know, all it takes is three big deep breaths to begin to change your body chemistry for the better. And all it takes is a little bit of movement through your body to fire up your energy. And all it takes is loving as much as you can from wherever you are to open the pathway to the next moment. So beautiful. What a great quote. That's in- incredible. So I just think it's um, so exciting, you know, and as I listen to you guys, this is something I felt with my husband. I don't ever want to believe I know him completely. I don't want to ever take for granted that I know myself completely, to be really open to going to that next level all the time, to give myself attention through creativity and to pay attention to him and always want to know more. And that creates a space for him to learn more about himself and it keeps the energy really moving and open and alive. And um, I know you talk about falling in love over and over and over with the same person. Is that part of how we do that or do you have some other suggestions? Yes, well, the great philosopher um, a couple thousand years ago, Heraclitus, said, you never put your foot in the same river twice. You know, it's always a moving river. It's always a new thing happening. And in relationship, though, a lot of times people kind of go to sleep inside to their own creative potential, and then they stop seeing the creative potential of the other person. They think the other person is just as stuck. And so we, we need to... Do little things that wake ourselves up in life. 
uh, we, we recommend doing at least 10 minutes a day of some creative project that has the capacity to surprise you so that you kind of you reawaken yourself all the time rather than requiring the relationship to reawaken. Another thing we do a lot, we've probably asked each other this question a thousand times over the years, but I always ask Katie, sometimes once or twice a week even, I'll say, by the way, is there any way in which I could be loving and appreciating you better or more than I'm currently doing? Uh, and I, I actually, I almost never have anything that says, yes, I'd really like you to do this thing. But the actually being asked opens this kind of, it's like a flower opening. I feel mm. nourished in the, the attention to, hmm, what is it that you really want? How can I support you? That's a wonderful question that builds this sense of bonding and intimacy even more deeply. Yeah, that's lovely. I, I have done that with my husband, too, and he goes, nope, I think you're good. <laughs> so um, I think it's a wonderful question to ask. Is there anything I can do for you? Is there anything I can, you know, um, is there any way I can show up in a way that you'll feel more loved? Or can I, can I, can, he, he did say maybe make more food, make more dinners. So I was like, oh. <laughs> you're oh, starving me, honey. Give me more food. Um, feed, you know, me. feed me. <laughs> right. Well, feed one me. of the things that really does feed a relationship that people, I don't think, give enough uh, attention to is the art of appreciation. And yes. it's a central practice in our relationship and something that we recommend to everybody. And in our book, Conscious Loving Ever After, in the back of it, in the appendix, we have a little uh, interview form that allows you to customize your appreciation, so that you're fitting it just as you would fit uh, an article of clothing to make sure that it's really just right for you and something that you enjoy. You know, some people uh, really enjoy verbal appreciations and yes. other people really appreciate, like I really appreciate when Gay comes by and he'll touch me, he'll kind of pat me on the shoulder or touch me on the back and I can feel his appreciation. So when, when you put a, an emphasis on appreciation, you really open this flow of being for each other and supporting each other's continuous expansion. And that's such a great point. You know, people have asked me why I think my relationship with my husband works. Is, and I say it's because I, I lead with appreciation every day. And I think you can either be entitled or grateful. And I try to really stay open to the gratitude and hopefully, you know, it continues to nurture um, our connection. It seems to. So I like hearing that that's something that you feel is so vital. It's really important. Um, and I like your distinction between grateful and entitled. I was listening to a, a country song the other day by Ray Wiley Hubbard. And <laughs> at the end of it, he says, um, on the days I can keep my gratitude higher than my expectations, I have a good day. That's so great. I think it's really about just staying in our open hearts. So, yeah, absolutely. That That's how we keep going higher and expanding. So I think that that's, that's really beautiful. Good song. Great Good song. teaching. And, uh, yeah, and um, the um, thing, too, to remember, Tammy, is that it all starts within because you need to have that open-hearted attitude toward yourself. One of the things that we found in counseling 
20,000 or so single people over the years is that when they can come into having an authentic experience of loving themselves, that opens up then the possibility of inviting a new kind of relationship into your life. Uh, Because ideally, uh, a close relationship should be built on two people who are busily loving themselves and at the same time learning to love the other person too. And those two things go together hand in hand. They really do. I don't think if we're, if we're not on a solid foundation of self-love, I think affection and kindness toward ourselves, we can't ever manifest that from the outside in. We have to be on that solid ground. Then we t- attract somebody else on solid ground, two whole people, instead of two halves trying to be whole. So yeah. I just love your teaching so much. I've learned so much from both of you over the years, and I'm just so honored to be having this dance and this conversation with you. And we just have a couple minutes left. Can you tell people how to connect with you and see your videos and find out about uh, your institute and all that you offer? Yes, uh, we have several different websites. We have our basic one, Hendrix.com, H-E-N-D-R-I-C-K-S.com. We also have heartsandharmony.com, and we also have a very large Facebook presence of about 250,000 people. Yes, and that's, uh, you can go to, um, if you're on Facebook, you can go to uh, facebook.com relationship advice, and we have uh, daily relationship tips, and in fact, uh, what we're doing this month uh, is we're sharing, since this is our 35th anniversary, we're sharing our relationship wows. Uh, one a day, uh, the posts of the, the discoveries that have made the most difference for us. And so you can find those uh, if you go to Facebook. And we also have one other um, website, which is Foundation for Conscious Living, which is really explores the principles of appreciation and responsibility and authenticity and how those can change our partnerships, our communities, and our global community. Oh, these are some of my favorite things. You guys are a pleasure, an honor, a privilege. You are extraordinary examples of living life in a very conscious, responsible way. And I'm just, I'm just thrilled and honored to be here with you. And to my listeners, thanks for hanging out with us. I know you got great value from Gay and Katie as well. And um, be in touch. Be in touch with them. You can also be in touch with me, TammyBPhD.com, with any questions. Anything you want to talk about, let me know. Um, that's what this is about. It's about connection, a relationship about conversation so god bless you take good care of yourselves onward and upward bye for now